The Great Canadian Talk Show. There's only a couple of watts, but I brought the truth to everyone within three blocks of the west side of campus. No way! Yes way! And now, let's get right down to business with Marty Gold. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast. This is episode 49 of season two. I'm Marty Gold. I want to, off the top, thank my uh, new followers, new members of our Facebook group, which has uh, had quite an influx in the last week or so. And I encourage uh, those new members and those of you that are members of the Facebook group to check out our podcast, especially those in 2023. Uh, and the, uh, the stories that we brought to light, the stories that we've told, the voices you've heard uh, about things of concern in this city that go against perhaps in some cases the official narrative that uh, are unconventional, that would force the media to challenge the kinds of stories that they're telling and repeating. And um, in particular, uh, our, our coverage of, of uh, crime and, and politics. Now, it, I know that previously I had said that I was going to swing back around in a provincial election coverage. I'm just putting it off, I swear, for just like two more days. And I've got lots of material uh, lined up. I will be providing a review of the various policy initiatives that have been proposed by the political parties, the uh, the reaction of those parties to their opponents' initiatives, the reaction of the media trying to drive certain narratives, uh, and, and public reaction as well. Uh, and so I will be getting to that, but I wanted the story I'm going to bring forward to you today to be able to stand alone without being cluttered or crowded by other material, and I, I just beg your indulgence in that regard. I promise I will get back to the meat and potatoes and City Hall too. There's businesses dying on the vine because of the way construction is being uh, conducted this year. Uh, and there's, uh, as I've uh, indicated previously, uh, issues in all sorts of neighborhoods across the city with regards to crime and, and disorder. I, I will be getting to those things once again very soon. But today I want to tell you the story that was told this past weekend by a family grieving the death of their father and the unusual turns of events when it came to bringing the accused killer to justice. Now, I first took note of this because the a daughter of the deceased, uh, when she posted it, she her last name is the same as that of a friend of mine who was also coincidentally murdered in a case where his uh, estranged wife and, uh, and mother-in-law and uh, some uh, interlake thugs uh, had been charged going back to 2008. He had been a, a small-time circuit wrestler, uh, but six foot nine. So when you saw uh, Ivan the Giant, John Raddick had you remembered him because he was so damn big. Uh, and John was uh, my friend going back to my earliest, literally my first week, few weeks around the the wrestling business in in um, in 1982. Uh, and uh, when you see a picture of John Raddick, uh, inevitably that picture was it's mine. It's a one of from my collection of of pictures. Uh, from that decade, uh, and uh, various newsrooms um, made sure to honor their agreement uh, to get permission to uh, run those photographs. So I took note of this, and I go, are you related to John? It turns out, no. So who knew that in a, a relatively small place like Winnipeg, as opposed to like New York City, you could have radicadges that weren't related to each other, but nonetheless, uh, I wanted to tell Vera's the story of Vera Radicaj and her family and that of her father. She put up a Facebook post in the uh, West Kildonan Facebook group uh, to 
fill in the neighborhood because when this uh, murder happened, we covered it here on the podcast because it was on St. John's Avenue, my old bailiwick, so to speak. Uh, and, and uh, of course, we always pay attention to things that are going on in the city's north end. And uh, she put up a picture of her father uh, with this post. And he was smiling, laughing. He had white hair. Um, there was a, a tumbler with an amber liquid in it that uh, I'm sure was some sort of fine liqueur. And he was playing an accordion, just like at a table and a chair outside a house or something. This is my dad, Paul. He was 83 years old, Vera posted. One year ago today, he was violently murdered in his own home. I'll never forget that day. I had the day off work. And I went to his house in the morning to get some paprika because I was making a Croatian stew. When I was leaving, he walked me to my car and we were poking around in his garden. At that moment, the new neighbors pulled up. It was moving day for them. She names the guy who bought the house next door. And his parents were there and she was there and her dad. And they got introduced to each other. And uh, his dad, her dad was giving them, as she drove away, was giving cucumbers from their garden. And uh, it was only like 10 in the morning. She said I was a little embarrassed because dad had a buzz on, but you know, whatever. The next day, about almost three o'clock in the afternoon, August 16th, 2022, Vera wrote, I received a phone call from a longtime neighbor in front of my dad saying something had happened to him and I needed to go there right away. I immediately thought, oh no, he must have fell and broke his hip or something. That was not the case. I pulled into the driveway only to be met by a fireman. Informing that my dad is deceased, I was not allowed in the house. I would have to wait for the police. I didn't know what to think, and all I could do was wait. When the police arrived, they informed me it was a suspicious death and proceeded to yellow tape the whole house and yard. Still in disbelief and now waiting in the front of the house, the new neighbors returned home and asked what happened. I'm like, I don't know, my dad is dead. She said that the mother told her that there had been a gathering last night at the fa- her father's house. There was a lot of people there. As she attributes the the comments, all of us, my cousins, my uncles, and she said what she was told was, this means that the, the daughter, Vera, said that the neighbor's parents said that they were all over at her dad's house and some big Indian guy showed up and started fighting. I was like, fighting who? My dad? And she walked into her house saying, the pieces are starting to fall together. Now, she was still in shock, didn't quite get what she was told. During the investigation, the homicide unit kept me informed with as much information as they were allowed to share without compromising the case. Understandably, there wasn't much. So all we knew was the rumors from other people on social media. On December 6, 2022, we learned there was some truth to the rumors. When the police arrested and detained, and the fellow's name was Roman Jemchizak, D-E-M-C-Z-Y-S-Z-A-K, for second-degree murder. Roman, by the way, is very close friends with the new neighbors who moved in next door to my dad the same day he was killed. My dad did not know Roman, and he only met the neighbors earlier that day. Now, we had a long road ahead of us and had to wait for a trial to learn exactly what happened that night. This brings me to July 17th, 2023, she says. I heard Roman had a stroke while in custody, was in the Remand Center in uh, Remand Center Hospital and probably wouldn't survive. It was confirmed to me on August 2nd, 2023, 
that Roman, in fact, has died. I, uh, I was upset and saddened by this news, not because Roman was dead, but because he had not gone to trial and will never officially be convicted for my dad's murder. With these unfortunate circumstances, I was now able to find out what happened and how my dad was killed. I was informed that even though the case did not go to trial, it wasn't a matter of who did it, Roman was the only one involved, and this was proven with DNA and video surveillance. I won't go into details of the events and evidence found. However, when Roman was arrested, he originally lied and said that he was at my dad's, and a large native guy showed up and started fighting both of them, and he got away. Maybe that's where the neighbor's parents heard it from. I don't believe the new neighbors didn't know anything when they arrived back home that afternoon and offered their condolences to me, being that Roman is their very close friend. Now, she goes on to explain that once the DNA was confirmed to be Romans, he decided to no longer say anything. He clammed up, awaiting trial. Now, the hard part. As Vera Radikaj explains, my 83-year-old dad died of blunt force trauma to the head and neck, as well as internal injuries caused by a baseball bat. I was advised against requesting the autopsy report because it is extensive trauma. I also do not view my dad's body prior to cremation for the same recommendations. The second-degree murder charge was made due to the level of force used to cause those injuries. Roman did it, and he meant to kill. There is no question about that. Although Roman avoided conviction in a courtroom, he is guilty. And I don't want all the efforts of the investigation by all levels of law enforcement to have been for nothing. That is why I'm speaking up now. We will never know why this happened. And as much as it hurts, I'm grateful to have some closure. But my dad will never rest in peace. How could he? This posting uh, resulted in a, a lot of comments in the community group. Uh, offers of... Um, Fellowship and condolence to the Radicatch family. Uh, Vera's response, thank you so much to everyone for your kind words regarding my dad. I'm overwhelmed with all the love and support I feel. So I just wanted to, as I promised her, to make sure that her father's story, her family's story was told. Uh, it's not being told in the mainstream media. There's still some dangling questions that could yet be asked and answered. I leave that to others in another context, as Professor Wally Fox Decent once said. And certainly on behalf of the followers, the subscribers to the our, our, uh, our podcast and to our YouTube channel, uh, on behalf of all of us, uh, to the Radicaj family, uh, our deepest condolences uh, and uh, in fact, indeed, we hope you find some comfort in knowing that uh, this Roman character won't be able to hurt anybody else ever again. Back with a little bit more for the 
courts, uh, crime courts and public safety update right after this. Do you have a comment, story tip, or want to advertise or support the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast? Email tgcts1 at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at TGCTS. You have the power. The Great Canadian Talk Show is brought to you by The Hive Hair Company. From classic to funky, the styles of your life are at The Hive in the heart of the Osborne Village at 175 Osborne. Call 452-4483 or online thehivehaircompany.com. The Crime Courts and Public Safety Update is sponsored by Jamrock Security. For your home, your family, your business, your employees, and for your community, Jamrock provides affordable protection solutions. Call 204-880-1564 or go online, jamrocksecurity.ca. Do security. Do it smart. Jamrock Security. Just before I uh, swing into the uh, remainder of the, this program, there'll just be a few little notes that uh, I want to touch on, a couple of uh, of incidents around town I want to touch on to uh, round out the uh, the crime report this week. Uh, I want to, again, encourage all of you to... Uh, uh, I, I'm not going to f- flog a dead horse. It's uh, harder than ever for corporate newsrooms to be able to... Um, meet the costs of their operations, although often that's decided by the budgets of companies that are allotting money in this direction, that direction. Here is, uh, contrary to the false reporting, the fake news from the Winnipeg Free Press, uh, there's no uh, syndicate here that I'm part of. It's me. And uh, every dollar that comes in through your contributions, your donations, your sponsorship, your advertising, speaking engagements, consulting gigs, all the rest of it, it goes towards what you're hearing here. Unique reporting. Reporting with passion, reporting with knowledge, understanding of our community, historic knowledge. And might I add the kind of unique training in citizen journalism for the likes of Nick Turnett, Yoram Hamizrahi, and others that is not matched. It is a different kind of sensibility, a different kind of approach, and a more effective sensibility and approach, I submit, than what is churned out by so-called reputable secondary, post-secondary education courses and certificates, etc. That's a different, it's a different beast what I do. I get, I get right down at business, as they used to say. In fact, you know what, what you would have heard in the first part of this podcast about the Radicash family, that is exactly the kind of radio kind of reporting you would have heard from Peter Warren and that is completely lacking from Winnipeg Radio and from Winnipeg TV, for that matter, in the modern day. So I'm trying to fill a gap here and your support helps me do so, especially as I cover the election. Uh, I have a very high degree of passion for this. I hope you believe I have a high degree of competence. Unfortunately, costs are also climbing, so your help is much appreciated. The links for that in the podcast description. And I want to also, before I forget, I want to thank the recent donors uh, to this program. Uh, and it, uh, it it means a lot that, that uh, the kind words that you shared as well as the fact that you're encouraging others to uh, to do so. And, and as I've said before, and I'll say it again, $200, $100, $50, $20, it all adds up. It all goes towards gas in the tank, paying the internet bill, keeping me on the road, uh, getting me to the press conferences, allowing me to do the kind of research work, filing freedom of information requests. Oh, yes, that's coming. And I'm going to continue to do this work as long as uh, the support is there from the community. And I know that you're going to continue to... Um, to do what you can to expand the reach of what we're doing here. 
Last weekend, as I was recording, lo and behold, yet another incident uh, was uh, unfolding uh, uh, with a, a woman being stabbed waiting for a bus on Ellis Avenue. Um, one of the individuals charged, uh, let, let me go backwards. The victim approached the suspects occupying a be- bus shelter, occupying a bus shelter. When a verbal argument ensued, the verbal argument escalated to a physical assault where one of the suspects produced a knife and stabbed the victim multiple times. The victim being a 28-year-old female, and this is out in the 17-1800 block of Ellis Avenue by the Highlander. They still call it the Highlander. Crystal Mary Helen Beardy was charged with aggravated assault detained in custody. A 33-year-old female was also arrested, charged with aggravated assault, but was released as mandated by the criminal code. What happens when she reoffends? Is that a, a yet another indication that the criminal code needs to be amended by uh, federal government of any stripe? Repeat, repeat offenders. Random. It's one thing when there's a beef and a, an aggravated assault occurs, and a person says, "Yeah, I'm not going to go near them again," and you, the courts give them the benefit of the doubt with a, a you know, a, a peace bond or whatever. Ran these random assaults against people that pose no threat whatsoever by people occupying a bus stop, and they're let back out onto the street. We know the bus stops aren't safe, bus shelters aren't safe, bus rides aren't safe, back lanes aren't safe. Again, I just missed this arrest, uh, as I recall, in the, for the last podcast. I want to make sure because we also spoke about this murder when George Demos was found dead in a Furby Street back lane in hell, what used to be called Hell's Half Acre. Uh, that's where a fellow named Gladue was charged meaning someone named Gladue is going to get a Gladue report, and a 17-year-old and a third individual was charged in that murder. Uh, a guy named Nehemiah, Nehemiah, I look at it, I instantly want to say Nehemiah, Nehemiah Jaron Fair, a 22-year-old. Uh, and uh, what I found interesting was investigators say that two hours before the stabbing, one of the accused individuals, and why they don't define whether it's uh, Fair, Gladue, or the 17-year-old, was involved in a confrontation with a group of seven people, two males and five females, in the McDonald's drive-through at Portage and Sherbrooke. Oh, that's good news for everybody in the West End, isn't it? A couple blocks over from where the uh, where the death occurred in the back lane. So, not too clear on was one person confronting seven, was three males confronting five females in a drive-through. Who knows? Anyways, if you, the police are asking if anybody saw anything or remembers anything to let them know. Uh, item last for this roundup, an email from a loyal listener, Martin. You can tell that it's somebody that's only for a long time when they call me Martin, right? Martin, did your Winnipeg crime bingo card have Molotov cocktails on it? Mine must be outdated. Yes, in fact, Molotov cocktails seized from a home after police got a tip and attended uh, with a strong kerosene smell coming out of the suite on Redwood Avenue. And a fellow named Brendan Hines, a 34-year-old, was hauled into custody with the bomb unit attending. Four Molotov cocktails. I am hard-pressed to remember the last time I heard of uh, uh, use of Molotov cocktails specifically, or the use of that term here in Winnipeg, I, doesn't happen too often. Brendan Hines, I guess, trying to be special, different. 
But if you examine his uh, footprint, what they call it, on Facebook, you'll see that he's uh, he's got a, a, a long history in aggressive chatter, threatening comments. I just want to fight with someone to see how much pain I can do to someone he posted once upon a time. Describing himself as having studied at the College of Pimpin with his tagline, the pimp and making your girlfriend get my money on the corner. What a sterling individual. Surely he makes people laugh. Well, we'll see how much laughter he's doing. Remaining in custody after being found in seemingly manufacturing. He's been charged with multiple offenses. There's no list. So it seems like he was manufacturing. He's certainly holding somebody's Molotov cocktails for somebody. Uh, and uh, so it goes. I'll be back in a couple of days. Have the next podcast out for focus more about politics, your uh, tips. And we, we've gotten a lot of them. And I've got some special interviews coming up that are going to be about uh, matters uh, generally touching on, uh, on uh, City Hall in particular. Um, there's some election candidates that are going to be uh, we're going to be talking to that have already uh, committed to a frank, honest, and fun discussion, similar to what we've had with the candidates so far. Um, those being Michael Birch in Q8 Nook for the Conservatives, Dougal Lamont uh, in St. Boniface, the Liberal leader, and Patrick Allard, the independent candidate in St. John's, who's already gotten under the skin of Nahani Fontaine, and with good reason. Uh, lots more content coming. Uh, and uh, one last thing <clears throat> before I forget. Uh, I know that there are listeners who uh, catch up with me uh, during the course of my travels with CW Wrestling and Lilac Resort was no different. And a number of individuals were very, uh, had some very nice words. Uh, and uh, we shared a few laughs about their favorite parts of this podcast. And uh, a great time was had by all Lilac Resort. What a great bash uh, that card was. Next year it's going to be bigger than bigger and better than ever. And so many families in attendance, and again, when you talk to people in that environment, what their priorities are, what they talk about, what their concerns are for their their jobs, their careers, their standard of living, their children, their schools, vastly different than what you're hearing from the ivory tower, uh, the ivory tower occupiers that are uh, at the helm uh, of the newsrooms in in Winnipeg. No different than other places. The reality for people out there is vastly different than what is being portrayed. Uh, and, uh, and I want to, again, thank those, those people came out, had a great time at the shows. Yeah. I did two shows in Saskatchewan with CWE. Uh, one was a, a treaty and wellness day and the other was at, uh, at Cody reserve, the community camp, a wrestling show under a big gigantic tent. Boy, was that a great atmosphere. And I oh, thank God, not out in the, in the sunlight. Uh, and uh, more travels, more travels coming up actually. Uh, including a fundraiser for Ducks Unlimited in Richard, Manitoba for the Wetlands on Saturday night. Uh, this uh, Saturday coming up, I'll be hosting that show. So I just want to say hi to everybody who catches up with me at those uh, at those events and hope to see you again soon. And for the rest of you, if you want to get a hold of me, you want to see me, you want to talk to me, not too hard, martygoldlive at gmail.com. And please spread the word, share the podcast, let people know what we're doing, let them know how they can 
how they can be part of it by joining the Facebook group. Send me your email address. I'll add you to our distribution list. Still, right now, Facebook's still being very nice to me, and I, I'm very glad for it. I don't know how long it'll be that's going to continue, and I'm going to have to find new and different ways of making sure to get the podcasts uh, and also my content on winnipegtribune.ca, the columns, commentaries there, to get those in a circulation. Uh, and and all along the way, it's a group effort. I mean, this is just a, a revitalization uh, of of what was being done at Kick FM, where in the old days, community radio would and community TV would fill the gaps in, in community affairs coverage and public affairs coverage. The CRTC doesn't give a shit. Uh, Shaw, Rogers, none of them give a shit. It's up to us to care. And that's why I'm here. And I, that's why I'm going to continue to be here. And that's why I'm going to continue to tell the stories that need to be told, whether it's that of the Radicach family, the magistrate who was mugged across from the forest of the butt. And notice, nobody's reported this. You'd think this would be national news, right? 88-year-old re- retired magistrate punched in the face at the, waiting for a bus on a Sunday afternoon. Not a, no other newsroom has touched it. You wonder why. I guess because there's no ribbon being attached. Or I guess because there's no identity politics. Because I guess the identity of an 88-year-old retired magistrate who's kept the peace his entire life, I guess that identity doesn't count compared to other identities. Who knows? I'm not telling that narrative. I'm telling your narrative. I'm going to continue to do it because remember, around here, we, we understand how things work. Around here, we know what's important. Around here, we respect the fact that you have the power. When you support The Great Canadian Talk Show, your donation makes sure that the investigations, the interviews, the fact-finding, the truth-telling can carry on. When you sponsor The Great Canadian Talk Show, you're telling the community that you think their stories matter. Our public affairs coverage continues to make a difference, challenging the slanted media narratives and giving a voice to the community. When you provide funding for The Great Canadian Talk Show, you're supporting old-fashioned investigative reporting that matters. Support TGCTS today. The Great Canadian Talk Show podcast is brought to you by Midpoint Auto. Vehicle sales at wholesale pricing. 1.99% financing on new cars. 6.99% financing on great used vehicles. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. That's not all. Off-road vehicles, campers, snowmobiles, dirt bikes, even boats. If you're in the market for something with an engine, then that's the place you want to go. Midpointautomotive.ca. The phone number, 833-997-9930. Again, that's 833-997-9930. Midpoint Auto, bad credit approved, good credit rewarded. If you're a listener of the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast, let them know by giving them the promo code. T-A-L-K, the word talk. That's the promo code, and you're sure to get a great deal from Midpoint Automotive. Thanks for listening to the Great Canadian Talk Show. If you want to email Marty, send it to tgcts1 at gmail.com or follow him on Twitter at tgcts. Okay.